You are listening to the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Sam Lubbin and Joe Shassi coming at you every week with the best Giants content out there. Make sure you're liking, rating, reviewing, subscribing. Uh, I said reviewing already, but leave two reviews. That's That helps the algorithm. Uh, tell other people, uh, Odyssey Sports Network, 95.7 The Game. Giants kind of stumbling out of this weekend, and they're, they're looking bad offensively at a really brutal time. Uh, because we are about to see a horrific uh, month of August for the Giants schedule-wise. Gesundheit. First off, I just want to go through this absolute just gauntlet the Giants have ahead of them. We got three in Anaheim versus the Angels, and uh, we are recording this on Monday, obviously. So by the time we release this on Tuesday, uh, that first start will have our, that first game will have already happened. So hopefully, it's after a win. Uh, then you got three at home versus Bruce Bochy and the Rangers, followed by three more versus the Rays. Then they go on a uh, East Coast road trip to Atlanta and Philly. Come back to take on the Braves again. Three more versus the Reds. Four in San Diego against the Padres. And then three at Wrigley Field versus the Cubs. Oh, wow, that is a lot. Uh, This is going to be a very brutal stretch for the Giants right now. It it feels like the fate of the season basically is going to be determined in these next 21 games. Yeah, it does feel like that. And, I mean, Otani coming up this week. And then you get Bruce Bochy. And it... (sighs) We got the Rays, too, that basically do analytics like the Giants do, but like 10 times better and cheaper and, and like and cheaper they're, they're, and smarter. Like their the- bang for the buck is is kind of unbelievable. This does feel like a really rough stretch right now. And that's why I'm not outraged. Like I can already start to see this. It feels like they're running out of pitching and we are going to get a good feel for for who the Giants are. And that's why I keep going back to like it. And I'm not trying to be some homer. If Matos and Bailey can just survive the storm that's ahead of them over the next mm-hmm. three to five weeks. How good are you going to feel heading into the offseason? If both these guys can finish this year out on a high note, play on an above 500 team, have over 250 batting averages, they're both gold glove potential guys moving forward. I don't know if they could be 20 home run a year, guys. I don't even care. Give me plus plus defense. Like, that's a great start. Can we get a taste of Wisenhut? Can I get a taste of Harrison? Like, can can Camilo Duvall get to 40-something saves? Like, I have smaller goals to me that are much bigger than, like, beating the Rays and <laughs> getting into the wild card. And, and you know what I mean? Like, I, am, I tra- am I crazy? I mean, I think there's – at the end of the day, I do think in terms of development stage, the season's going to come out as a plus no matter what. Uh, Patrick Bailey is going to be playing as every day as he should. Luis Matos, he's playing more and more. He's becoming less of a platoon guy and more of a you're going to start the game and play the whole game unless we need to sub you out midway through the game kind of guy, which is an improvement for him. He is getting more reps versus right-handed hitters. That's something I like to see. And yeah, those two guys right now, they're going to have to kind of carry the way um, in terms of just kind of what we're seeing from the young guys right now. And so, yeah, in that sense, if you could hold on to that, you are finding positives. I think you're going to hopefully see more good pitching from Ryan Walker. And then, yeah, if the more young guys we come up that 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 produce, you're feeling good about the season no matter how it goes. That said, I mean, the Giants, at the end of the day, they're still going to try and win baseball games. That's going to be the focus yes. at the end of the day. Their job, like Gabe Kapler's job, is to go out and make sure that his team has more runs on the scoreboard than the other teams. They're going to do that. They're going to find different ways to do that every single day. Gabe Kaplan, he's he's called uh, each game like a puzzle. And honestly, he's done an incredible job at assembling this puzzle for the most part. He's really going to be tested uh, keeping this team together over the next couple weeks. I just think like these next 21 games, Giants are 10 games above 500 right now. If you could go 10 and 11 in that stretch, then you're going into September, nine games above 500. I think then you're still in the thick of the playoff race. And I still maintain that 
as much as I would like to see guys like Bailey and Matos develop, I think there's something good to be said about having them develop in the heat of a playoff race because they need to, at some point, you got to learn what that is like. Buster Posey was in a playoff race his rookie year. And again, I don't like to make the Bailey Posey comparisons, but I think there's nothing, it doesn't hurt to put the, a little bit more pressure on the rookies here in September in a situation where we need you to elevate your game to get to the playoffs and see if they kind of wilt or shine in that moment. If they wilt, then you know what? It's a lesson learned. You're better going into next year for it. I'm with you on that. And I think it would be a, a tremendous look. There's no doubt that Buster Posey and Madison Bumgarner fighting in October and into November that helped their careers. Like no oh, one yeah. is here arguing well, the even 2009 when you had you know, that 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 end of the season race with for Linsica, Matt Cain, Pablo Sandoval, Brian Wilson. I think that's invaluable, invaluable experience, too, even though they did come up yes. short and didn't make. Playoffs. No, I'm um, with you on that. And I, I think that would absolutely be be huge. Like it feels like to me. They have to stay the course with the young guys, though. Like, I know you want to make the playoffs, and I know that that's extremely important. But, like, mm -hmm. isn't this year, like, if we're, if we're taking a step back, isn't this year really about, like, next year? Like, isn't it really? Like, yes, it'd be great. I want to win. Like, you're never trying to, like, punt on a season. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying, like, the ultimate goal is to come out of this year with battle-tested guys like Bailey and battle-tested guys like Matos. Isn't it not? No, I agree with you. I definitely think – I agree with you. I like that that, that idea. It's all about – you know, next year, this year is all about setting up well for next year, making yes. sure that next year could be that year. And maybe this could kind of shift to some of the options that they can, uh, like, like Sam, do to, do, okay, yeah, contrast that to 2021. 2021 felt like this could be the final ride, right? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there, there wasn't a lot of youth. I mean, I know Logan Webb was young and I know Camilla was young, but like everybody else was old, right? Yeah. And it's like, is this it? I mean, is this just one magical end? Is this it? And that ended with a thud. And then you had Buster Posey retire, and it felt like, all right, wow, that, that really might have been the last best chance. So, like, this feels like the beginning of a five- to ten-year yeah. run. Kind of like that feeling you had in 2009, where even though they yes. fell short, you felt yes. really good going into that next offseason. And I feel like one of the reasons, though, again, now I want to kind of start into this series. We're, we're here down against the Angels, and I think you kind of know where this is going to go next. In terms of you want to put that best foot forward – uh, come this off season, if you're a supporting cast, like we've made this uh, comparison in the past, going uh, into the off season, you're trying to woo like a Shohei Otani who we're seeing this week. Is there even any reason to be hopeful for that? Do you still carry any hope of, of a Shohei Otani uh, signing this off season? Because I feel like it's something that by if you're a Giants fan getting yourself hopeful for Shohei Otani, I feel like you're setting yourself up for disappointment yeah, again. I learned my lesson last year. I'm gonna. I'm going to expect it not to happen. And if it does, oh, my God, I'm throwing a ticker taper. I'd be happy to be wrong on this one. Yes, uh, exactly. It's, it's still exactly. Gonna be fun to, I'm yeah, with you like, on that. It, 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 it'll be fun. I guess the chase will still be fun. I mean, the Giants are still going to be in it. I still just I don't even know if it's so much anything that the Giants can do, though, to to bring him here. I do think they are limited by the fact that if you look at other teams, Yankees, Dodgers, or even the Braves, if they want to get into it, those are teams that are just so much closer right yeah. now to competing for a championship. Whereas the Giants, yeah, they are kind of building up towards that. But this is a guy, Shohei Otani, who's going to be, you know, entering his age 30 season next season on yeah. this contract. It's risky. Think, when, when you're two, three, when you're a team that's like, I think the Giants could definitely make the playoffs. Maybe this year, they definitely should be in it next year. But then I feel like 25-26, that's when you're going to really see this takeoff happen if everything goes according to plan. 
I think you don't want a guy who's going to be turning 32, 33 to be the centerpiece of your team right when you're starting to see that takeoff happen. I think you want a guy like what the Padres did with Manny Machado when they signed him when he was in his mid-20s. Now he's approaching his 30s, and the Padres are, well, in theory, supposed to be in that takeoff stage right now. But he's in the prime of his career right when the team is in its skyrocketing phase. I feel like by bringing on Otani, it would almost be like the best Otani years will not coincide with the best years from this core. If that makes sense. Yes. No, I, I get what you're saying. I, I I do get what you're saying. But boy, wouldn't it be amazing to have him in the lineup and, and all oh, these absolutely. guys are coming through. It just it just changes everything. And I mean, it just feels like pine scale. But there's gonna be guys like Pete Alonzo. Like, what's gonna happen with Pete Alonzo? Wouldn't you love a Pete Alonzo consolation prize? Oh yeah. I mean, it depends on I mean, the Mets seem very very determined to build around him, and understandably so, and they still have a lot of big contracts that they're gonna have around him. I, the guy I kind of look at is Luis Robert Jr. out of uh, Chicago with the White Sox. Outfielder, I think he's 25 right now. He was an all-star this year. He's got 29 home runs. Him in this lineup will look really good. And you look at what's going on on the south side of Chicago right now. That does not look like a fun team to be playing for. I mean, they were a very easy playoff team a couple years ago. And then things kind of fell apart under Tony La Russa. And now that looks like a team that's just going nowhere fast. Yeah, and it does. It's just, it's just never been good for the White Sox. It's just a very sad franchise overall. Their ballpark, really, it's one of the worst I've ever been to. And <laughs> if I'm Luis Robert Jr., I'm looking around at what I'm dealing with here in Chicago. And I'm thinking, I don't really want to be here anymore. And if you're the White Sox, you know, you're going to have to start paying him a lot of money over the next few years. Again, I know he's in his mid-20s, but... I really want to pay a bunch of money for a guy who is not happy and is going to be putting up all those good baseball numbers when on a team that's going nowhere, when you could shed that salary for, you know, maybe uh, a Vaughn Brown or uh, Iverson Artiego or Reggie Crawford. You know, those are the kind of, I think, creative deals I would like to see happen for the Giants this offseason. And I guess this is a long-winded way of saying that the benefit of Farhan not buying at the deadline is you have the, the ability to make these kind of splash deals at the winter meetings or, or elsewhere this offseason. No, no, that, there's no doubt about that. It's just, boy, do you think we're going to get Luciano at the end of this year? Do you think he's going to come back up? Oh, I definitely think he'll be up at some point again. again Second if, base? If this team falls apart, in August, you're going to see a lot of Luciano. The thing is they want him to get more reps at second base. They want to make him more versatile of an infielder because I think there's a belief that, you know, Casey Schmidt can obviously handle a lot of the left side of the infield. They want Luciano to be able to handle the middle of the infield so he can do both positions. And simply put, you're not going to have him experiment at second base at the big league club when you're still trying to win baseball games. No, I hear you. And, you, and want Estrada, to get, you want to get risk-free reps. Is seeing Estrada at second base, boy, they missed him the last four weeks, didn't they? They're going to need him down the stretch. I'm really glad you brought up a shot because I want to get into that in our next segment.